0: Live from Nashville, Tennessee, it's Dawn and Steve in the morning on Moody Radio. Coming up this hour, we have a great guest for you, Ali Patterson, How to Stay Standing. And she's joining us this morning, so we're going to dive right into the conversation with her. Passionate about helping people build a life of faith on the firm foundation of uh, God's Word. Also a fan of Mexican food and Woo-hoo! geeky Bible maps and timelines. I love that. Allie, welcome. Good to have you with us this morning. <laughs>
1: Oh, it's great to be with you. Those might be my favorite two things in the bio.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, they're the ones that jumped out at me, too. So, (laughs) well, you've written the book. That's great. You've written the book, How to Stay Standing Three Essential Practices for Building a Faith That Lasts. And everybody wants to have a faith that lasts. We don't always necessarily know how to go about building that. But usually, behind any type of book like this, there there's a, a story behind it. There's a reason or something that God was teaching you as you dove into the writing of this book.'d love to know a little bit of what was God showing you and teaching you and taking you through that led to the birth of this book.
1: Oh, absolutely. You know, so often God does this in our lives. He takes us through something and then explains it on the back end. And that's exactly what happened here with me. Um, Just years ago, I had a big, a very big crash in my life. I did not have truly the faith and the character and the depth that I needed to hold up the life that I was trying to put together for myself. And so in the darkness of that time of my life, Really, these principles that now I see in scripture all over the place, and that I've written the book about, I began to, I always say, I stumbled into them, like I accidentally began to live them because of the place that I was in with God at that time. And so, what was going on in my life at that time is that I um i was i was young in my corporate career and i got into an affair with a man at work and just about burned down my entire life over it i mean my job my marriage my relationships my family connections i mean just you name it it was coming to the ground and i reached out for god during that time and i had discovered some practices that we all need in our faith, because um, when you're in a space where you have nothing to lose, that's actually a great time to discover the power of God to rebuild pretty much anything in your life.
2: So Allie, when you say you recognized where you were, everything was coming down around you, you cry out to the Lord. How then did you stumble? We know he did, he got you there, but but from your perspective, how did you get to those next steps to start speaking truth and living truth?
1: Well, the first thing I did is really the first thing that you know. The words of Jesus that I take in the book actually come from a parable, or his way into a parable that he told, and he said, "Everyone who comes to me, and hears my word, and puts it into practice, I will show you what they're like. They they are like a man who dug down deep, and built him, built a foundation on rock. And so what I what I say I stumbled into during that time is truly." When I reached out to God, I discovered the power of going to God in a place of kind of brutal honesty, coming to him in a space where you, you don't hold anything back. You don't have anything to hide. And I, I actually look back on that time and say, I fortunately, it, and it's a great blessing in my life now, I couldn't hide. I could not hide from the mess that I had made of my life. And so many of us lose so many years trying to hold ourselves just a couple of inches above collapse instead of going to God in these raw, honest places where he could actually meet with us and deal with the truth of who we are and the truth of our life. So that's no doubt the first thing. I always talk about the power of coming to him in in brutal honesty, because if you read the rest of the parable, the other guy that built the other house that fell down, he heard the word of God but it says he heard and didn't practice. Well, why not? But it says the man who came to me and heard my word and put it into practice. And so we we kind of overlook that. It seems so simple. But when we avoid God in these deep, kind of brutally honest places, we actually um, we actually. Cut off his ability to work in our life.
2: Mm, It's true. We do. We we hear and then we kind of choose our own way. Allie, would you say you let the Lord and and His Word enter into your life, and you made some choices there and and cried out to Him? That included repentance and trusting the Word that He would restore.
1: Undoubtedly, I started to read the Bible again and actually just do what it said. I I made confessions. I asked for forgiveness. I apologized directly to people. I began to seek him to do all kinds of rebuilding. So in the word is where everything good is hidden. And I just started to do it. It yeah. is true.
0: Obedience is such a, an important thing, and, and you know, it's not like God has hidden these truths in his word. We just have to open it and begin to, to practice it. Well, we're going to continue to take a look at uh, some essential practices for building a faith that lasts as we continue the conversation with Allie Patterson. Her book is called How to Stay Standing. We want to connect you with her. We're going to do that through the Facebook page. Don and Steve in the morning, you're listening to Moody Radio. Tea check, crumpets check, marmite check. Now all we need is Dawn and Steve in the morning on the radio. Translation, D- I
2: it don't know, lost. completely lost. Yeah,
0: marmite. <laughs> I don't know. It's National Peanut Butter Day, Krumpet. not Marmite Day. Yeah, crumpet. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that—that's what happens we when you get brings. a Brit around here, right? I guess so. We lost love in our translation. <laughs> Well, we are talking this uh, hour with Allie Patterson. She's written a book called How to Stay Standing, Three Essential Practices for Building a Faith That Lasts. And Allie, you uh, previously kind of shared your story of how life came crumbling down around you, but then God took you into this process of rebuilding a foundation that would stand, that will last. The three essential practices for building that kind of faith. And take a few minutes to kind of unpack that. Number one, let's get, get us going. What's the first essential practice?
1: Practice is what we talked about in the first section. You've got to come to Jesus all the way through scripture. It's obvious that what God wants from us is the inside, our whole self, our whole heart. And so when we um, come to him, it's bringing just the fullness of who you are, just the reality of your life. No need to hide. He already knows it. Bring it to him come to jesus and so once we do that then we come so that we can hear we want an experience with a living god and this is where in my um life has been so powerful it made me just fall in love with the word of god because that is where i most deeply encounter the presence of god is really in his word Mm -hmm. and nobody hears the word of god by accident friends Nobody hears it by accident. You're going to need to actually make a real practical plan to hear more of the Word of God, because guess what? There's words everywhere in your life. Your phone's probably in your hand right now, right? And um, when I really began to deeply read the Word of God, I, I realized, oh, I am what Christians will say. I hear His voice. I'm hearing His voice, the living Word, in all kinds of other ways, So his presence started to get more real to me, his words started to come alive, and I was able to follow him into the third practice, which is actually to just do what it says. Mm -hmm. And um, these seem too uh, simplistic, but friends, this is what foundations are. They are the basics of our faith. We bring our whole self to Jesus, we deeply get into his word, and we actually practice doing what it says. And I purposely use the word practice. That happens to be the word that Jesus uses for it. Um, he, He says, put my word into practice. And I left that word. It just means do it really. But practice is so invitational. It means I don't have to have it right. I don't have to get all, you know, I don't have to hear him perfectly. I don't have to know what I'm doing. I just have to have just enough trust that it might be him, that it might work, that it might be real to move. And so um, to me, that's the fun part. That's, oh, my, I love, I love reading scripture. I love the word of God, but everything real about my faith is because I took a risk to go and actually do it in my real life. And once you get a taste of a living God that you can actually connect with, you will never go back. Mm -hmm.
2: And and even though... I hear a friend saying, uh, "I'm, I'm too bad. I've just done too many bad things, Allie. There's just no way that I can have the life that you're talking about. Even though I know God is real, even though I know He died for me, even though I know there's forgiveness, but it's limited for me. There's only limited forgiveness because of the sin in my life. Can you speak to that?"
1: Oh my goodness, yes. I mean, if any of us were our worst act, our darkest moment, our the Worst season, the worst part of our character, we would all be in trouble, right? The truth is, all of us are just a couple of bad moments away from those dark places. And so, for me, that's why I tell my story because I think if I can find freedom and joy and reconciliation in life again, he can definitely do it for you. He can, uh, there's no question. And what happened in my life as I began to risk actually following him is I realized, oh my gosh, he, he is so interested in, in my good. I became convinced that he liked me, that he didn't think of me like, like I thought of myself, frankly, at that time, which was as the worst stuff I'd ever done. And um, that began to just completely change my heart from the inside out. And so it doesn't happen overnight. You can't just talk yourself into that. You need to actually be convinced of that with real experience with God and with his word.
2: All right. So I'm going on a limb here and and checking that. You might have just a few more moments. Could you stick with us a little bit longer? I know what we have on the calendar. But if Allie Patterson can hang on, we're going to share a song and a a short break and then come back. Because I have a question about our mess and how there might be safety in our mess because it's familiar. But that could take the place of God Allie Patterson, How to Stay Standing, Three Essential Practices for Building a Faith that Last, Don and Steve, Moody Radio.
0: What's better than an English breakfast? Dawn and Stevie in the morning, of course, on Moody Radio.
2: Of course. And connect with us through our Facebook page, if you will. That's how you'll know more about Allie Patterson and the book that's releasing today, How to Stay Standing, Three Essential Practices for Building a Faith That Lasts. And, Allie, your story, very real, very personable, and yet in your brokenness, and you tell the story in your book, in your brokenness, God meets you and takes you back to him. Uh, honestly, sometimes our mess becomes so familiar and so comfortable because it's what we know. We are just, we have this strong aversion to taking a risk and trusting God. I've seen this happen time and time again in our lives. And and does that, like that becomes an idol in our lives, doesn't it?
1: Many of us are not, taught to expect risk and uncertainty when it comes to God. We feel like faith should be comforting to us. But when you're in a place of, of real um, struggle or mess or difficulty, sometimes just knowing what you know there feels better than taking a step into the unknown. And But with, with faith, it is always going to require a willingness to take a risk. And I think too many of us um, feel like we process risk, even physically and mentally as something that shouldn't be happening, that uncertainty is bad. And, and I, my experience with God is that he offers us these tiny little steps. And if we will take one, then he'll meet us with the next. And um, boy, that's why, I mean, my story, I say, I, no, no moral high ground here. My story was, I don't have anything to lose. And so unfortunately, sometimes we're sitting in a place where we perceive we have things to lose and we just won't, we won't take that step. And I mean, I'm kind of a, I'm kind of a pusher when it comes to this issue, because I know if I could just push you, if I could do it for you, what you're going to find is that with him is all the things that you're looking for. Mm. And um, he may not do it exactly like you want him to, or in the time that you want him to, And there may be loss in your life as a result of it, but what you will never do is look back and think that he wasn't good to you, that he wasn't faithful to you, and that he didn't bring you to a new place that was more life than what you're living right now.
0: So, Allie, as you began to step out of your mess and and began to trust and take risk, how did God meet you? How did he show up and how did he change you?
1: Oh, my gosh. Well he sent first of all during the most acute painful kind of dark period my experience is he sent his people like that's that's what the body of Christ really is supposed to be and i i didn't know that at the time all i knew is that christians were popping up everywhere in my life and i was thinking even like a coworker i tried to avoid you know i would i i just started meeting these wonderful people who would just sort of tip their hand that they were a Christian. And I felt like God was surrounding me. And I think now back to it on um, like, what a beautiful comment that is, even in one of the very darkest moments of my life with an HR person in a little tiny room at work as everything was kind of crumbling down, she touched my hand across the table and she said, can I pray for you? Now, I'm in a, I'm in a corporate environment. I'm not in any kind of faith-based environment. And the whole room just filled up with the presence of God. And I thought that he's here. He's here. So the first thing was just I, I I felt like he came to me saying, "You can trust me. i'm I'm here with you." And that, of course, when you're in a mess, that's what you need. That is what you want. And he did that through his people. for sure.
0: Yeah, Very, very cool. Well, Allie, so uh, appreciate the opportunity mm-hmm. to connect with you, to be reminded that, yeah, even in the midst of our messes, God is a redemptive, rebuilding God. We can uh, always rebuild that foundation and sharing some practices of what that looks like. In the book, How to Stay Standing, we want to connect you with uh, Allie and with this book. And so you're going to find that link on our Facebook page. On Facebook, you're just looking for Don and Steve in the morning, and you're going to find the link right there. Mornings go smoother with coffee and Dawn and Steve in the morning. Great to have you with us on Moody Radio.
2: Peanut butter.
0: Uh huh. (laughs) Good chunky peanut butter.
2: Smooth. He said smooth.
0: Oh, he did say smooth, but he didn't say smooth peanut butter. I did. I know you did, but that's all right. You're entitled to your opinion. You can be wrong. It's National
2: Peanut Butter Day. And I'm not wrong. I make it a practice, not to be wrong.
0: Now, can you have (laughs) I laugh. (laughs) Can you have peanut butter with this thing that we're doing here? I've
2: been wrong. Yes. Yes, you can. Natural would be best. That's true. And and I don't mean natural like diff natural. I mean like natural, natural. Like
0: organic peanuts, peanut butter kind of thing yeah. put
2: into the, yeah, container.
0: The kind that you almost have to like mix oh, when yeah, you open sure. it and take the mm-hmm. lid off, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the whole reason that that might be the thing is, as you talked about yesterday, we decided to try something. I've never done this before, so this is new for me. This Ooh. is like a body reset kind of thing, Uh huh. because between Thanksgiving and early January, I ate whatever I wanted, whenever I wanted, as much as I wanted, and that wasn't good. Like, I'm Dealing with the effects of that now. You'll
2: pay for it, don't so you? So
0: it would totally do. So, my wife somehow talked you and Ben and me <laughs> into doing this like kind of ten day reset thing. Yesterday was day number one. How did that go?
2: For me, it went just fine. It, okay. it was fairly normal day. The only thing for me that I had to be really mindful of was um, no dairy. Because dairy is in so much, like even recipes that I have been following. We were trying one of those meal delivery systems just a couple a week. Yeah. And I ordered them, the healthier ones, like no gluten, and uh, but they're still dairy. So I'm having to modify that just a little bit. But just, you know, being being aware of that but that for me was the hardest thing yesterday Uh, but I have been thinking about the rest of the little team here that is working on this 10-day challenge and I I have wondered the challenges the victories did you have a victory yesterday
0: well I kind of, I guess, yeah. So yesterday afternoon, after you'd already left, and one of the delivery services came by, dropping something off at the station, Mm -hmm. and they rang the bell. I went down, answered the door, put the box where it needed to go, and as I'm passing our receptionist desk or administrative desk, there's a little jar of chocolate. Yes, she keeps
2: that pretty stocked. I know.
0: That's not helpful right now. So absentmindedly I go, I unscrew the lid, I reach in. Oh, that's funny. I am in the middle of pulling out. Really? Thankfully it's an individually wrapped piece of chocolate. I'm in yes. the middle, my hand is coming out of the jar when all of a sudden I'm like, hey, wait a minute. Light You're bulb. doing this. This is day one. You're not supposed to do this. I'm like, ah. Put it back in the jar, screw the lid back on. Uh-huh. Came back upstairs and went back to work. So I I guess my victory, if you will, was that I didn't eat the chocolate. Yeah. And I did Cut back on coffee a lot yesterday.
2: Okay, and and how did you do with that? Was that challenging?
0: Well, a little bit.
2: You can admit it. It's, where it became it challenging, be a, bit of a challenge. Yeah.
0: yeah, I mean, where it became challenging, yeah. was yesterday evening when I think there was the lack of caffeine in the sure. system. Mm-hmm. The withdrawal headache, I think, started a little mm-hmm. bit last night. Mm-hmm.
2: Yes. Well, and I think Ben echoes that as we talked a little bit about it yesterday he said you know it is amazing when you start reading the labels of everything again how sugar is in so much yeah he uh he i cannot even remember what label oh it was a dressing salad dressing he was grabbing one of those to put on his salad for lunch yesterday and he said i I quick checked the label and it was like not that one (laughs) Not that one, and finally he found an Italian mix that that didn't have the added sugar, and so he used that one. It, it's true, and I think maybe I, I don't like bottled salad dressing anyway. I like the homemade kind, so it's just a matter of stopping. But that's the thing about eating healthier; it takes time it's and effort. Time, effort. Don't forget the money. Uh huh. The money is so much more than all the processed foods, but. Uh, Long term, so worth it. You're going to pay for it one way or the other.
0: Well, that's exactly what Susie keeps telling me. Mm-hmm. She's like, we're going to pay for it now or we're going to pay for it down the road. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, okay, fine. We'll bite the bullet. We'll pay for it now. And hopefully down the road, we will be much healthier as a result of all this.
2: Yeah. I I, I know health insurance doesn't cover, you know, the produce section at the it grocery. It should, though. No. But it totally <laughs> should. Talk about preventative. It's preventative. And so that is part of... While we're doing what we're doing, I'm glad that you had that, like, moment where you went, oh, yeah, no more. Okay, i put it back. Put it back. (laughs) It's Don and Steve in the morning, Moody Radio.